Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lambkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lambkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com What up? It's Sunday at 1 o'clock, and thanks for joining us at Cannabis Legalization. Also, Happy Daylight Savings. I think Tom got got by Daylight Savings. So let's get into the show. Don't forget, you got to be 21 over to uh, be in the industry and 18 over to vote. Please, for the love of God, I hope you vote. And Tom, just join us. Awesome. What up, homie? I'll just let you pop in when you want because... Yo, yeah, what's up? Uh, thank you guys, everybody, for joining us. Another big week of cannabis legalization news. We have some federal news, um, and I haven't, I haven't gotten it up yet. I was watching the Bears game. They oh, right lost. on. They just lost, and so it was, it was one of those Bears. They've done it all year. Uh, the Bears have been very good in having a competitive game, and they make you watch the whole thing, <laughs> and then they lose in like the last two minutes. But but yeah, those are the best games. Anybody though. who's joining in, um, yeah. they get kind of annoying, like because like the Bears are terrible. They're like now they're I think three and six, and so like most of the time they lose. You're like, oh my god, they're gonna win. Oh, gonna, oh they didn't win. Yeah, that's amazing. So close. Anyways, yeah, let's get into it, man. Hey, right. what you, did you read the article here? This uh, new Senate bill would create federal marijuana commission to prepare for legalization. Thank yeah, you that's uh, you got to start getting ready. Because uh, writing on the wall is that it is going to get legalized. I'm not exactly sure when, but soon. Uh, and so this type of stuff is the thing that you need so that we can actually get ready uh, to start regulating the plant as if it was, you know, a plant as opposed to plutonium. Well, I, I, you know, but we've, we've talked about different ways that like legalization is going to happen, right? I mean, it's just one caveat, one way, one thing, right? There's many more act i'm looking at you schumer i'm just saying you know there's there's other ways right we can get we can achieve legalization because we've had this what conversation for over 50 years or whatever oh man it, yeah it's been stuck at that uh t schedule one for 50 years this stupid flowering plant has been stuck at schedule one stupid flower for years. look for i no got one in a jar oh yeah mine <laughs> used to be in a jar not I mean, like, I got a store-bought one. Yours is versus, oh, yeah. like, uh, a medical-grown one. You know what Mine's I mean? Like, medical. Yeah. The hypocrisy of the law alone. Like, the, the fact that people everywhere should be able to go to the store, buy weed with their cigarettes or whatever it is they do. You know, like, right. I personally, go ahead, man. It's it's just 
and American freedoms. Uh, you can't even buy flowers in this country. Are you kidding me? That's a pretty cool. You get some appreciation out there from the chat. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Skittles Autoflower. And so uh, ha big yielder, this one. Um, nice. I got some more of them downstairs. And I just got like an Enviro Clean. Um, supposed to help with the smell. I'm not sure if it is, but it's supposed to help with the smell. Enviro Clean? Like, is it like a circular air type thing you got going on? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, this eight hundred dollar cleaning machine, and so uh, it mm. also has like UV, you know, lights. So uh, the, the air quality at home, very good. Well, very good. and that's great for killing like bacteria in the air and whatnot, right? Like, you know, the the old school. Like, I, I still remember people like charcoal filter being the uh, the hot good item because it kills the smell when it leaves the house, you know. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome, dude. I, I'm glad yep. you guys were cool. Hey, and of course, what you do when you uh, introduce one of these bills is that you make first, whenever you have to introduce a bill, you start with a blank sheet of paper and then you work on an acronym that spells out like a word, like it's the MORE Act. And I yeah. didn't do that, you know, with his. The Safe Banking Act, for example. And this one is called the Preparing Regulators Effectively for a Post-Prohibition Adult Use Regulation Environment Act, aka the Prepare Act. Uh, and it's going to direct the attorney general to create a commission charged with making recommendations on a regulatory system for marijuana that models what's currently in place for alcohol, because that just makes sense uh, with mm. how bad alcohol is for our society and our bodies. It's readily available and it's quite cheap, you know. Well, it, this is just to me, it always it's always a hypocrisy, right? Like, like mm -hmm. cannabis is not the plant that has ruined lives besides the law itself it has not ruined kidneys or any other you know diabolical thing to, mm -hmm. to bodies out there so like you know our whole regulating how we've like created prohibition and, and i love how the in the name is post prohibition like right post prohibition adult use regulated environmental act aka the prepare act uh, it's identical to a house measure, by the way, that is also in there. And that was uh, a companion bill. And that is by Representative Dave Joyce of Ohio, Hakeem mm -hmm. Jeffries out of New York, and Brian Mast, who's a Republican from Florida. They filed that back in April. Of course, tune in next Sunday. We're going to go over which states legalized it on Tuesday. Miggy was mentioning, don't forget to get off your butt and go vote on Tuesday. It's also early voting. For the love of God, just do it. Like, I've, I'm done. Like, I voted. The House has voted. We're, we're done. Like, for the love of God, there's so much uh, yeah. on the on a, on a table coming up, you know? And the crazy side, like, I just, I really haven't never felt like this is a, the midterms, you know? Like, the more you learn about the policy and process, it's, like, infuriating. Like, it literally almost was hacked the last four years. You know, like, they tried hacking yeah. it. Right. <laughs> and since that Thank didn't you. work. Go ahead. Uh, half the people, it seemed like, just do not care about uh, our country. They, they seem like they would rather have an authoritarian regime as opposed to, like, you know, freedom. Well, and speaking of freedom, right, that, you know, coming from the Leafly, you know, if, if this plant was legal, I mean, if it was, if it was like, properly people given a chance, you know, we're, we're coming out that it was marked, uh, what, oops. <laughs> oh, yeah, Leafly is reporting that uh, cannabis is the sixth largest crop uh, in America. What are the top five crops if cannabis is number six? I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, Do we have them? Or does Leafly just try to hype that weed is number six now? 
Well, and I'm not surprised. Oh, here we go. Yeah, there we are. Number one at 80, what is it, $83 billion? Yeah. Corn. We got a lot of that here in uh, Illinois. And then number two, got a lot of number two in Illinois too. Soybeans. And mm. I eat a lot of them, mostly in the form of tofu. Uh, number three, hay. No way. Hay is, is that what it says? Number well, that's what my, my dinner eats, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, in wheat, uh, $12 billion. Uh, in cotton, you know, and can you imagine too? Again, I think uh, there's going to be uh, if once it becomes illegal, you know, you're going to have people uh, uh, trying to change the hemp policy, right? The three percent thing, because right. you can the have that three. number six. It'll be five and six, you know, hemp and cannabis because of uh, replacing cotton or even wheat because mm-hmm. it can be a, a filler, you know, right? Because people are eating hemp seeds and all the other crap right now, but. The potential, I think, is going to be amazing once, but they're going to have to define it and redefine uh, the plan itself. Yeah, it is. Adult use cannabis farmers in uh, the United States grew more than 554 metric tons of of cannabis in 2022, uh, more than they did the year before. Still, the crop's value fell by $1 because as the plant becomes legal, its price does go down. Flower grams can go for only 4 bucks in states like Oregon. Well, prices are going to, like we've talked about in the last show, where, you know, everything's going to find a, a bottom, right? Because everybody's mm-hmm. competing in a market where you're paying taxes and uh, they have books where they're trying to turn around, like it takes this much soil with this many seeds and this mm-hmm. is our nutrients, you know, their, their secret sauce they want to use. And then again, also like your room where you're doing the circular air, there's so many other things to involve in growing this plant that, you know, some are going to be better than others, but eventually the prices will always uh, uh equal out there'll be a bottom out price of like what's good and what's not i think yeah yeah the the stuff costs as much as it costs it's not like beer is getting magically cheaper you know and so the the thing's going to eventually cost what it costs but it will uh it'll be cheap i bet it's going to be 25 bucks an eighth eventually and and, you know i'm not surprised at being the sixth largest crop because we've talked about it what was it two shows ago where the uh kansas bank bureau whatever you know said it was one of the bigger uh uh, revenue generators you know Mm -hmm. shocker you know, all the naysayers back when uh, before legalization, it was like, there's no way you're going to get billions in dollars and or it can make a dent in the, uh, uh, the G- GDP or any of that. Um, it kind of is. It is already. And it's done before. And plus the domino effect, right? Like law enforcement doesn't have to focus on, you know, mm-hmm. like a plant, <laughs> a garden. Yeah, law enforcement can get back to, you know, enforcing laws as opposed which uh, that's the problem. Like it's currently illegal. And so they are enforcing the law. Well, I don't like that law. Can we uh, change it so that you don't get to enforce it anymore? Yes. Uh, and then I also don't like possession limits. I think possession limits yeah. are ridiculous. I was reading the paper today. It was like um, Sunday. So they have, you know, the advertisements that are in the middle of the paper. And the amount of guns that you can buy for $350 is shocking. Like you can go buy a machine gun for $350. Bucks and oh, yeah. sport. And I'm like, man, I do not remember this when I was uh, 12 or 13, probably because there was an assault weapons ban at the time. Uh, it, but it's just ridiculous. The The prioritization that we have in this country is stupid. Uh, that is fine because of the Second Amendment. Right. Uh, but then you can't go buy flowers. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the law has always been uh, well, the prohibition enables bad behaviors and bad things. And, and it's a kind of a. A, a constant uh, a contradiction, right? Like our, our next story uh, is this kind of a stock story. Want to do a little bumper? Want to do a little Let's do a stock story? Yeah, let's Boo-boo. do a little bumper and uh, some stock stories. Give me a chance to take a hit too. Oh, 
What? Oh, bumper. <laughs> where is it? I gotta find it. Give me a second. Uh-oh. Miggy tries to find the bumper. That should be Tune bumper. in next week when Miggy finds the bumper on there cannabis legalization. The Bears. Pot stocks. Yes, pot stocks. Diddy is getting into the game. Diddy is going to help Cresco and Columbia Care divest themselves from having too many cannabis licenses in New York State. He is going to become the first minority-owned, vertically integrated, multi-state cannabis operator. That's right. Diddy. Sean Diddy Combs. Well, I mean, the level money that man has, he's, he's got cocaine money that comes in, you know, from the, all the hits. So, well, he's, he's got, he, he's a, been a very successful businessman. Maybe he can make a go of it in the cannabis game because if he can't make money in cannabis, you can't make money in cannabis. That's what it is. Well, isn't this kind of like diversifying, right? When you're worth so much money, it's kind of like the reason why people uh, make fun of or, or think conspiracy theories, like with Soros and all this stuff about like, because people have so much money, they diverse in so much things. Because there's a lot of people like not impressed by this. I've, 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 you know, some I'm pretty impressed. Wasn't it like 183 million dollars? And so this is an agreement to sell New York, Illinois, and Massachusetts assets, and a major step towards closing Cresco Labs' acquisition of Columbia Care. Because when Cresco purchased Columbia Care, it went over the license limits in many jurisdictions, Illinois mm. being one of them. And that's one of the reasons why they have to do this divestiture of assets, which is somewhat hilarious in the sense that uh, not only do we have possession limits in cannabis, we also have license limits in cannabis. Yeah. And so you can only own so many of the cannabis licenses. And when they merged with uh, Columbia Care, or as they get close to merging with Columbia Care, that has not yet closed, yeah. then uh, they went over the line. And so like... This is just ridiculous. This has happened in Illinois. There's another guy who also went over the line uh, with the number of dispensaries that he has, and he hasn't divested himself yet. And so they'll allow you to have more than you're supposed to have. They'll just then require you to sell them, but oh, they won't take sure. them from you. They'll say, go sell that. Well, that's like fairness, right? But, you know, the supposedly fairness, but the uh, the noise that I've heard, like people aren't because it's being touted as the first black MSO, right? Own MSO. And, uh, mm -hmm. it's just people aren't impressed by this. Like equity's not there, right? This is like almost like saying, "Look, everything's fair now. You got this, you know, one guy, you know, one guy with 185 million dollars. Go ahead, and he bought a whole bunch of cannabis licenses in you know Illinois, Massachusetts, and New York. Yeah, his name's Sean Diddy Combs. You mean everybody's not Sean Diddy Combs? I'm right. Sean, I'm Sean. I mean, it just it still hasn't like the day New Jersey weed man. I think becomes an MSO, which would be interesting, or maybe I thought New Jersey weed man is an MSO. Of course, uh, a lot of his um, a lot of his operations are unlicensed. You know, I'm assuming that uh, he's doing business in more than one state. It's just that he doesn't have a license to do the business. I think he has a primary location, though. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, he's the Kentucky weed man. I think he stayed with that name. That you know, because he he is probably he's, the he's been in Miami. And so, like, if we yeah. I follow him on uh, Instagram, and you just see him like Miami uh, all the time. So, I mean, he's the NJ weed man of Miami. Well, he also has a club there too. So, I mean, like, isn't that how it works, right? You have something that is the taxable thing. <laughs> you know yeah. We got some international news too. International news of the week in cannabis. Let's go.
What do we got in the international department? We have Czech Republic plans to legalize cannabis in coordination in coordination with Germany. I didn't catch that part. Mm, Yes. So uh, cannabis legalization is spreading across Europe from Germany to the Czech Republic. It's going to embark on their legalization journey, aiming to harmonize legislation in Berlin. Czech coalition government is drafting a bill as we speak uh, to regulate this new cannabis industry in Europe. And it's expected to be presented in uh, March of 2023, while full legalization may be entered into effect by January 2024. They're legalizing it like they did in Virginia. It's legal, kind of. Well, it's kind of like medical, right? It's always just an affirmative defense or whatever, but... I, you know, the, the history of prohibition is crazy. Uh, the other day I posted, uh, uh, like for United States, you know, the conspiracy guy it was like me, uh, posting, uh, uh, or talking about the origins of uh, prohibition. And uh, I didn't realize like parts of Europe and even Mexico, uh, uh banned it before uh, America did. Right. Like I thought 1911 was the, but it was the United Nations bill that they signed that when, when America, uh, initiated it, but like Mexico, it banned it. Re- used to be Spain, right? The hemp from Spain. It wasn't indigenous to Mexico. I thought it was, but it wasn't. And it was the natives that turned it into like the the, the cannabis they know today. Uh, you know, they're growing it and, and, and tailoring it. But uh, 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 I'm interested to see like Europe's going to actually legalize it first because they were the ones that kind of helped instigate prohibition first, right? There's always been this fear mongering of having a good time. I guess you know, like there's always been fun police. I don't I don't know the answers to like why we're going to stay out as we are. Yeah, I understand that they might have thought it was bad for them, but then they also probably thought, I don't like the people that do it. And so Mm. a lot of it was probably uh, bigoted racism. Right. As opposed to like, you know, egalitarian racism. Or or, or like a classism, right? Like the worker is is always the one that is able, like I, it's weird to me that like, the workers drug testing, right? We're gonna we're gonna catch you for being like a, 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 a an able bodied human being that can coordinate tasks, but yet you're good at it and you pop on a piss test. That means we caught the bad worker. It's, it, it, there's no, you know, what do you call it? Uh, 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 when it, two things don't equal out. <laughs> but anyways, uh, two wrongs don't make a right. Well, not two, but a parody. I'm to find the bust in Spain that Levi Toker is reporting on. A bust. I don't know. My 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 computer's uh, thing has gone to sleep, so I have to wake up the keyboard. See, that's how the Bears lose, dude. Yeah, the Bears lost. The Bears will always lose, Lebowski. You hear that? Bears always lose. What ever happened to them, dude? They used to be so good. Oh, yeah. it's uh, It was from just a day ago. Yeah, the Bears used to be good in 1986. Come on. Um, let's go to... The Google report. Google is actually reporting that Spanish seized the largest amount of marijuana worth 56 million pounds, which, of course, has never been closer to a dollar. But I still think it's a little bit more than a dollar. And then so it's 56 million uh, euros. No, 56 million pounds is 64 million euros, which is therefore also 64 million dollars because the euro and the dollar have inverted a little bit. Yeah. Uh, And so that was in Spain, the largest amount ever found 64 million bucks worth 32 tons of packed cannabis there were nine men arrested 11 women uh, aged between 20 and 59 that's what they did they arrested them instead of actually having like a regulated industry where they recognized that they were able to sell uh 
how many 32 tons of cannabis they say a cannabis is worth between 2300 euros and 2500 euros a kilogram which is actually kind of light because that means that you're talking about only a 1200 dollar pound because a kilogram of course is 1000 grams that's right that's how metric works but uh a pound is 454 grams and so uh, $1,200 a pound, that's some fairly cheap wholesale price right there. Well, I'd like to point out, too, that the, the prices are kind of inflated, right? Like, uh, it's not a real price because with legalization, that's where you get the real, like, this is how much it costs for a pound, right? Right now, you're, you're, you're paying the bullshit tax of, like, I might go to jail for your ass. Like, that's what you're paying. You're paying for the, the middleman markup. Hey, but it is that magical hour time if you're on the East Coast. Oh, hang on. Is it 20 past the hour already? It has been. And so with that, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after it's 420 somewhere. I'll hit that one. <laughs> Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, one of the things that I do for a living is help people get cannabis licenses. In 2022, we got cannabis licenses in New York. Uh, no, we didn't get one in New York <laughs> because nobody did. Uh, you already had to have a hemp license. We got them in New Jersey, New Mexico, Connecticut, and a couple more in Illinois. And this is what we learned. And you can learn it, too, for free over at Cannabis Consulting Online, our cannabis application mastermind. You can go ahead and take that. And you'll get access to, it actually has this new chat feature too. Uh, this is the Cannabis Application Mastermind, and I kind of walk you through what you get. Uh, mostly it is like a couple of courses. And, you know, here's one of the courses about the actual application mastermind, and we go through all the things you typically see in a cannabis license application. And then I also do a little one on how you can actually write these applications. Uh, I actually was writing them along with you. And so when I was making that last year, I would think I was writing the one of the New Jersey apps. Hmm. They both won, but then like, of course. But that, and that's at uh, cannabisindustrylawyer.com, right? Nope. Uh, that one is our new site, Cannabis Consulting Online. But oh. you can hit it from cannabisindustrylawyer.com. So if you go over to that and fill out our type form or just subscribe to our newsletter, then we send you the Cannabis Consulting Online stuff. Nice. So uh, coming from our friends at Marijuana Moment, uh, legal marijuana access tied to lower risk of lung injuries from contaminated vape studying in Cates. Or I, that bumper, no shit Sherlock? No shit Sherlock and no shit Sherlock news. Uh, regulation for safety and purity works. No shit. Well, you know, during the... No, I can't already did. Uh, during the uh, uh, vape gate, when, when people were like freaking out, it kind of showed the more importance of why uh, uh, prohibition had been bad, so bad for the consumer, right? Because none of that people who, who had the popcorn long and died and had the horrible stuff was from uh, uh, the regulated markets, right? It was all this online people buying from like uh, the, what do you call it? The dark web and stuff like that, you know, using the BitTorrents and the WhatsApps mm -hmm. and all that stuff, not from a store with a, you know, with traceability or whatnot. Right. But uh, that's what they're doing, man. That's what they're doing. I think they're doing a grow up. How would I do that? So, like, that'd be different, though, right? Because they're going to be doing like a, a medical grow up, I'd imagine, right? You can't do a or are, is there recreational grow ups? Like, 
LLCs? Well, you should. They, they should always be recreational and they should always be medical. They should always be licensed. Let's say that. Always comply with the law. And while you're always complying with the law, go on over to cannabisconsulting.online and that's where you can sign up for the mastermind. And then that's how I would tell you to get a nice. cannabis license. And then from there, you can start working with me. But that's our, our free giveaway that we have for some information. And then people usually realize that, wait, you want me to write how many pages? And when is this due? Can you do it? And then, yes, the answer to that is yes. And then so we do it for them. Well, and that's what business is all about. It's all about paperwork, right? Because someone, as someone who's been working in quality for 10 years, you know, being in adherence to a lot of things is all it's about, right? And the, the thing is, you're paying me because of my knowledge of, like, still doing it. Like, I'm going to let you go hang out on the beach and, and do whatever it is you're going to do, but just pay me X amount and I'll take care of the, the dirty work, which is the, the paperwork. That's right. And then uh, while you're there, you can also just go over to our, the business plan is really the best one because if everybody needs money very often, like I, it's very rare that you find somebody who's just sitting on seven figures and it's burning a hole in his pocket and they want to know what to do with it. Mostly people need a great financial deck uh, that makes a lot of sense so that you can see the net present value of the discounted cash flow that is your cannabis license. And so that's really uh, what we build and make. And then from there, then you understand what the equity is in your company is worth and you can actually make a, a reasonable sale on it. Most people are just like, I want this much for that. I mean, they have no rhyme or reason to like what they're usually saying. It's it's a little cute and hilarious, but it's also scary that that's how most people do business. Well, I, I think you got to think of if you're going to get into the cannabis industry. It's kind of like how are you, you going to raise funds for a restaurant? Either way, you know, someone with experience and, and knowledge of in, in networking is part of it, right? You don't, I mean, it's not like you could just show up to uh, uh what, like one of these venture capitalists, like cannabis places that uh, always invest in, you know, the cannabis industry. And just be like, I like money and I'll make you money. But uh, right. how, how are you going to do that? <laughs> well, I mean, even with a restaurant, discounted cash flows are just a valuation method that they usually, they don't even teach this. You have to go to like advanced college. Maybe they teach it to you in college if you're in a finance major. Hopefully they do. If not, then you'd have to go to like get your MBA and then you'd probably get educated on it then. Uh, or if you're going to become like a CFO. And so we, we have a CFO that we work with now and he's, really good at the financial models. And so I, I recommend that to pretty much everybody, even when they do have a license, somebody will call from New Jersey, for example. Uh, our Jersey applications won. We had another winner or two last week. Nice. But um, then they now they have this asset being a license, but they don't know how much it's worth. They don't know how they're going to go get that money and then find that real estate and open uh, the for business. So it's there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are woefully undercapitalized in the cannabis industry. Probably well, anything. So. But also from the, the, the lawyer perspective, I think the, another reason to go to you, another reason for, is like the the experience. So I got a story coming up right here that you, you kind of predicted. So like oh, yeah. in the beginning of our channels, like we, you know, we, we try and like do like how to questions or answer questions, but you remember when you talked about seeds and, and shipping yes. seeds? Yes. Like seeds on the internet. And, um, why are there so many seeds on the internet? That's one of those videos that we should update, but I just learned some stuff about YouTube. So that should really help the channel get, um, back to growth. However, it does mean that most of our videos are going to be deleted unless you're a member. So why should you join uh, the channel? Then you can have all our videos. Uh, yeah. But then like 
evidently, and so check this out next time you're watching one of your favorite YouTube channels, uh, see how many videos they have. I bet it's probably uh, 200 at the most. And so uh, people go through their channels and then they just uh, mute or like unlist most of their videos. And that allows you to get more engagement for something. It's, it's something to do with the algorithm. We haven't started doing it yet, but when I start doing like these 10 part series, you'll know why. And because that's how the YouTube algorithm works, they're trying to exploit you. Don't forget to always be watching YouTube. Well, that's the thing. That's I mean, all these apps and everything uh, uh, you are drying your eyeballs. That's all they want, right? So mm -hmm. we want to be more friendly to people. I mean, if, if it would be cool like to, to do this every day. But so, yeah, you talked about uh, seeds were sellable under like a novelty item. But the DEA has just come out and saying they acknowledge that cannabis seeds are legal to sell. So yep. what does that mean? Uh, it means that seeds are technically hemp. And as they are technically hemp, they are completely legal for interstate commerce. And that is what it means. Uh, seeds and like I just flipped this huge GDP to flour uh, because we wanted to bush it out to make some clones. And I did that and it was nice. It finally mm. worked. But uh, the the thing is that there's just no THC in those clones there's no thc in your seedlings there's no thc in the and males i think do have some but they have substantially less than yeah. the females do so now that we've flipped that one to flower it's still probably technically hemp uh however after another week uh, as those buds start to develop like the uh, skittles autoflower that we have that one is totally not uh hemp anymore unless it gets better because you're going to start seeing THCA flower. And that was another one of the videos that I did three years mm. ago was about how, oh, wow, look at this, this testing label for this eighth that I bought back then. It said that it was um, like 28% THCA and 0.2% Delta 9 THC. Uh, it must have been very, very babied as a flower and kept away from light. And none of the THC A has degraded into the uh, THC. But even the high quality, like the vast majority of the cannabinoid in this uh, autumn flower of Skittles has to be THCA uh, because that's how it works. That's why you light it on fire. That's why you bake it when you decarb it because right, right. that's the chemistry. Uh, our laws regulating the cannabis plant don't even comply with basic chemistry and they, they have right. no idea what the cannabis plant's doing it's like oh it's making the thc isn't it kind of not the one that you've prohibited but you know kind of well again we we we, we have a 0.3 percent to go to jail or not right now like that's a dumb uh uh, uh regulation right we, we've overregulated this goddamn plant but um I, I think so. What do you think about this new? Will, will there be like new seed markets? Can we do like YouTube well, videos about seed selling markets. seeds? Yeah, yeah like, like we just, I just, I should probably pull that thing up that we are on Homegrow Seed Co. Uh, as one of their Ask the Experts. I need to, yeah. I, I was sharing that, didn't I? Did I show you that? No. Oh, crap. Let me go find this link uh, because it's, it's Kyle Cushman's. Um, uh, the seed company. And so them and some of the other ones, I have no idea where it is. Well, we talked about it, but uh, but never I never seen the link or anything. But like, does this now allow for like uh, see videos, like like uh, channels? Uh, they have right? a bigger YouTube channel than we do. They do, yeah. Um, but it's I don't know, I don't know. And this is it's this somewhere on here is me. Uh, I don't know where somewhere, and so I can I'll just have to search it. 
uh howard let's see if we can get a howard strain nope we can't and so it was under the ask the experts or something like that mm. i class grow your own yeah that's the problem i don't uh i am not good at marketing uh i'm just not yeah well i mean we we both kind of are in our own pace when it comes to any of this shit so but uh you know who's not uh uh bad at marketing well i don't know this is a weird story uh with new jersey hmm. ready Sure. Yeah. Okay, get it working. Marijuana companies and New Jersey governor team up to urge consumers to buy legal. So, <laughs> buy legal. Stop buying from the weed man. Come down to his <laughs> license shop and buy from the weed man. I, I I don't know how to feel about this. Right? Like the government, the, gov- the they're, they're urging you to go to their stores and, and, and consume. And it's kind of like, I guess, like in uh, Japan, they're urging the kids to buy sake because I guess sake was going out at one time, like inventory-wise. But, yeah, go get drunk, buy some sake. I just... So let's see. Uh, have you dug into this one at all? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, the USS Cannabis is leading the bi-legal effort, which was announced on Thursday in New Orleans at the Black Cannabis Expo. Why was it announced there? Why don't you do it in Jersey? Uh, marijuana companies, including Canopy Growth, Columbia Care, Cresco Labs, Chronos, all the fucking big players. Oh, and then Pax, Viola, Juana. Those are some legacy brands. You know, it's, at, that's the thing about cannabis, right? You have origin stories of like um, people who, who who grew the plant and, and and that whole like culture thing. But then you got the goddamn Crescos and Canopy Growths and Columbia Care. It's like they're gonna ha- they're the WalMarts. Like they're already here. It's already there. You know, just like the tobacco people, free, you know, people afraid of tobacco. They're already here. <laughs> you know, it's just about are. how you they're create it out. Seriously, though. So this will be interesting, though, just to see. So there's a whole uh, Twitter. We buy legal. I mean, yep. but here's the um, OK, so I finally found it. And here's the, the skinny on the cannabis seeds. How the DEA said that they're legal mm-hmm. because they are their hemp. And and so everybody's kind of jumped into it. And they this was that meet the expert. And so it must be a okay. different directory. And so like grow your own with Kyle Cushman is one of the directories on this. And so another one is cheap cannabis seeds. Uh, and then that's why because this, these guys spend so much money on creating this business where they oh, can nice. go and, and buy all these cannabis seeds. And, you know, again, this is for hemp. We aren't telling them where to go. We're just saying, check them out because yeah, yeah. comply with the terms of service, everybody. Well, we're in your state and all the other stuff, like whatever state, you, yeah. I mean, but that's why they're selling them because they're hemp. But technically what we're talking about is still legal. Like no matter what, you know, right. we're not telling you to plant it. You know, kind of like when they would sell you uh, fermented grapes when during prohibition, they would sell you fermented grapes. That's the other thing. I, I love the chutzpah of America and humans in general because it's like you know what we're gonna do. We are gonna oh, we're just gonna criminalize nature. We're just gonna say this is illegal and we're gonna throw it out. And anybody who does it, they're fucked. We're gonna throw them in jail. We're gonna fine them a whole bunch of money. And we're gonna convict them and brand a big A in their head uh, and then just just throw them away. Uh, it'll show them. Uh, they just did that against like a plant. And then they also did it against alcohol in the sense that if you have some grapes and you squish them, there is bacteria everywhere. And so fermentation will just start happening. Uh, and as a result that you would say that we're going to just ban this. It's, it's such 20th century thinking. You know? We have to have only on or off switches, nothing in between. 
that's the thing though, right? Like even like you know, after cannabis prohibitions ended, what what's the next you know, I like there's all these uh what do you, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, um crimes that don't have a, a victim. Victimless crimes. God, victimless yeah. crimes? Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 prostitution, you know, like sex work. Like that should be another one that should be allowed, right? Like you know, it's you a safety or a refund. That would be the one thing. How do you send back sex? I mean, it's not like soup well, at, a, at a store. Yeah. I think the promises made agreement would be like a thing part of it, right? I mean, we're talking, there's another avenue of legality for you. <laughs> yeah. But hey, so uh, Origins of Prohibition, man. Uh, did DuPont, DuPont family catalyzed cannabis prohibition coming sure. from Emerald Magazine. Yeah, this is a, an old wives' tale. Hey, why don't you hit that accept about the cookies down there so we can see a little bit more of it? Uh, and so that's that's interesting. Yeah, uh, this has been as long as I've researched the cannabis laws, this aspect of it has been in there that the DuPont family played some type of role in it, mm-hmm. mostly because they had invested. I want to say, oh, there it is, because in uh, Jack Herrer. The emperor wears no clothes. He put it in there saying that they wanted to demonize the hemp industry in the 1930s because they didn't want hemp as a fiber to compete with their uh, chemical infused paper mills that they had made. That's what I think the DuPont uh, angle was. I don't know how accurate it is, but. Well, and also. Yeah. And, you know, further in the next paragraph, uh, I had to do with cellophane, too, because DuPont does multi-chemicals. It's not just uh, uh, right. uh, one or clothing, but also, uh, uh, you know, petroleum-based items. So they understood the hemp fiber was something that, you know, was made of plant oils, you know, organic stuff. Uh, but, you know, did you ever see Grass? The, that was... Um, yeah, the Woody Harrison do- yeah. Uh, documentary from about 2009. The great thing about cannabis documentaries is they come out about every three or four years, and they say essentially the exact same thing, and you learn how bullshit the cannabis laws are, and oh, yeah. nothing happens, except in another three or four years, there's going to be another really cool cannabis documentary that comes out. Like, the, you go back to 2006, and you had, like, The Union, and then, oh, like, yes. go to 2009, you have Grass, and then, like, I think they even just, they did Grass is Greener or something on Netflix, like, yeah, last that was a year. Great one. So, you know, it, they just keep coming out. So, wait, another couple of years, and there'll be another really cool cannabis documentary, and maybe it'll still be illegal. Well, and, and that's what uh, came out with, with Grass. They talk about the DuPont controversy, but they also, they, they blend in other like when it comes to like the origins of prohibition, it's a multi-layered, you know, there's not one person you can oh, yeah. point at. It's a big shit stand, uh, sandwich. Yes. I mean, like all certain levels and layers of it. All of Anslinger. Anslinger. Uh, people that just hate Mexicans. Those right. people are in there. Yeah. Jazz. Blacks. I mean, like there's a whole oh. gamut of bullshit that doesn't, sur- like, again. It's how served we- nobody. Yeah, it's actually done, been a hindrance to our nation, right? Like right. to America, you know. I don't give a fuck about the Duponts and chemicals. Do you realize how much you set humanity back if that's what happened? Uh, that you could have built a car out of hemp, like you know Henry ha- Ford did, uh, and that was eighty years ago. Well, actually, it was seventy years ago. It was nineteen forty-one, but still, you know, it was almost eighty years. And then, where would we be? with the hemp technology whose research still has not been done 70 years later. Uh, just, we could have had so much better yeah. uses of uh, plastics and fibers and building materials. Yeah. Nope. Not just the tech though, but also the, the, the lives, the families, right? Like how many families have been broken up, you know, children taken away, parents taken away, uh, uh, 
the option of wellness for this plant that can help because you have an endocannabinoid system, right? Like, there's but so many people take. Uh, how many herbal supplements do humans in America throw down their throat every year? Exactly. See, they gotta agree with you. Hemp batteries will make uh, lithium obsolete. Lithium obsolete. Yep. Hemp batteries would be great. Graphene batteries made from hemp with uh, photoelectric uh, panels also made from hemp graphene. That is the future that we're working for, everybody. Believe yeah. in it. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. Oh, there's some more shit that we weren't expecting, though. This one is, uh, this is this is using the shit I wasn't expecting bumper, ironically, because you could kind of see this coming. Nigga, you got this one. I'm going to go get us. Uh, oh, shoot. Which one were you going to line up, man? <laughs> I got the uh, the dentist one. Is that what you're thinking? Ah. That's the one I wasn't expecting. Well, I need to get, and maybe that's what I'll do when I, because I'm selling <laughs> this place. Like, I'm, bad news, everybody. I'm selling the studio. Uh, and I'm moving into a different office. But I'll have to have, like, a drink dispenser within, your, I have to walk, like, feet to go get myself something to drink. Uh, but no, it was the, uh, do you have that one up? The, the one about cookies and, oh, and yeah, Chris I got one up. let's do it. Yeah. yeah. New York's 200 million cannabis fund Weber and Willis may hold serious conflicts of interest. So no shit. I mean, when it comes to this regulation of the plant, there's so many people grabbing dollars, you know, for it. So let's see the New York cannabis insider has learned that two high-profile individuals selected to manage a $200 million state cannabis fund, Jesus, may hold significant... Why? Where did that fund money come from? Uh, of interest that could place New York's social equity-focused rollout in precarious ethical waters. Um, but still, I got a question where this money come from, but okay. Uh, the Governor Hucho uh, announced NBA Hall of Famer uh, Chris Weber and entrepreneur Lavette Willis were selected as part of the team to manage the social equity cannabis investment fund, which paid which will pay for the build out of New York's first 150 retail dispensaries. I don't get that. How is that going to, I mean, like, is it going to help people with loans? But let's go on. Uh, what's gone unmentioned by state officials, however, is that Weber and Willis have strong financial ties to the major global cannabis brand Cookies, ah, including partnership with Weber Willis and Cookies U on a 50 million cannabis training facility in Detroit. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. Sad, that's a big MSO right there, Cookies, man. Uh, so yeah, what's your take, bro? On uh, uh, policymakers uh, uh, with a, 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 but like, I think the problem only, only lies if they, in the process of making rules, say, you know, like what would be the, they'd have to like select a special rule for their cookies brand when they can't, right? Because the rules gonna be sweeping unless it'd be like a, a financial area barrier entry. That's something that only you know that's a flex, right? Like only you with a hundred million dollars can come in. Or whatever. I just right. It, it, it's all a flex, and I'm shocked that they get two hundred million dollars uh, together, and only 150 people that are going to be eligible for one of these dispensing yeah. licenses. And then the, there's collusion. I'm shocked. You know, yeah. I can't believe that would happen. It's almost as bad as what Dupont did to the uh, hemp plant back in the 30s, allegedly. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you do limited licenses. You're going to just... get corruption. All these people that are afraid of competition because proper legalization is not going to be like you said, limited licenses or 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 or, or, or amount quality, you know limits. Like it's not a, you know, this is stupid games that we're playing, wasting time. Yep, I tell you, hey, hey, why don't you go be in charge of something? Okay, 
can can I be in charge of this thing that I'm supposed to be helping you for? But then how do I do that if I own stock and cookies or whatever the relationship is that he has? Wibber and Wellis are tasked with raising funds for dispensaries that will compete with their own financial interests if cookies gets a retail license in New York. I mean, they are going to get one, but, you know, and again, who's getting these licenses? It's supposed to be the first, what, hemp farmers, right? Inequity. The and hemp farmers already crop. got theirs. And okay. So the crop, it's November, so the crop's probably in unless they're doing light depths. Um, and then, you know, you have to sell it. And then these 150 stores that are going to go to, like, they said it's a lottery. We'll see. 900 people applied to be that 150 people. Yeah. And then they're going to just build you a dispensary like a 1.5 million dollar dispensary you're like here you go sir here's the keys you know because that's what happens like you know if you're ever given something you you really just take the best care of it like especially if you worked really hard to get it as opposed to you're just given it you know well i mean i'm not so concerned about that but i'm curious with this money say like they give the person like you said a 1.5 million store first off the state is creating the locations already right they're saying it has mm-hmm. to be here you know there's no games of like options of like oh i find this market over here you know where is the state going to put these stores at you know is it going to be accessible for like majority population are they going to be like here in washington state with the medical when medical was a thing all these uh dispensaries they all popped up in the shitty neighborhoods you know because of zoning laws and all the other shit but it actually improved the areas because it brought in people with money that were willing to spend it on, 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 on their smoke. And then while they're there, they're stopping at the restaurants and other stuff in the area. So mm-hmm. the, the concept that, you know, cannabis is drawing this negative crowd is, again, part of the stigma, the prohibition, you know, bullshit. It's all this uh, people who are afraid of, like, what is it, that CRT training, right? Like, their, their lessons, like learning about history. You know, and acknowledging that things are fucked up. You know, like, why, why, why do you have anxiety? Like, I get it. We all, you know, about like origin stories. Like, it's not so bad as it was, but we need to be better. Yeah. Well, people don't like being better. People like watching uh, the Kardashians and eating bacon and um, trying to avoid uh, any type of pain whatsoever. Uh, and so that's that's kind of the problem. I mean, and when people are like that, you're not going to get the best. Uh, I don't know how the $200 million of this fund is going to work out. I don't think it's going to work out well, mostly because, like, again, there's more uh, charities per capita in anywhere else is in Haiti and Haiti's still shithole. Uh, so if charity really worked, uh, wouldn't Haiti be like excellent? You know, I'm extremely callous. And that's the thing. But then, like, I've been in the cannabis industry in Illinois for a few years. You either have it or good luck getting it. Yeah, I mean, that's the unfortunate part, though, about this whole like. And every we have 50 states, 55 thems of regulation and division, you know, like it's not, you know, we're like beer, you know, the, the beer rules are all the same, except for, you know, there were still 21 and over in every state. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, you know, that's what we're looking at parity and, and, and to achieve that it's, it's, it's really ridiculous, you know, uh, uh, that we're still fighting it. And, and then to top it off, we got the data showing that, more Americans are smoking in legal states than other countries. I got some uh, shit. I wasn't expecting news. Oh, good. Coming from a dental website, American mm-hmm. Dental Association, half of dentists say patients are high at dental appointments. 
So hey guys, no. are you getting high before you go to your dentist appointment? Uh, leave it in the comments because we'd want to hear that. If you've ever gone to the dentist high, share your anecdote down there. I do everything high though, man. I don't understand. The only thing I don't do high is job interviews. <laughs> well, that's just because you already have a job, so you don't need to do an interview. Well, but I mean, but yeah. So, uh, uh, see, 19 states in the District of Columbia with five more states and voting in this ballot. Oh, can't wait. Five more states. So, uh, yep. uh, tune in Sunday's show. We're going to go over the new five states. We'll probably just break it up and go over each one of the things because then I can use that to recycle the content and we can go over each one of the new laws. And then those are going to hit, you know, where they'll hit cannabisindustrylawyer.com. So, I'll have to do more content on those five states after tuesday so they're saying uh, 52 percent of people coming in or or the dentists are saying are high the survey of dentists found 56 percent reporting limiting treatment to patients who are high because marijuana anesthesia so watch out folks if you gotta do yep. some surgery and shit um don't let them know <laughs> i mean or, or just don't do it i mean it's not a we're not medical people here but if you're being denied care that's that sucks right just like people are being denied uh transplants even though the science doesn't even say either or, right? There's no consistency to any of this. You know, the fact that you have an anti-cannabinoid system. Would they give you care if you were drunk? If you walked in a little a little intoxicated, would be like, all right, here, we'll just throw on this on you still. Like, no, we'll see about that. But I do like how they have this doctor who um, quotes them. Marijuana can lead to increased anxiety, paranoia, and hyperactivity, which could make the visit more stressful. And I would be like, wow, are you saying that uh, cannabis can make you hyphy? Uh, but, you know, probably not. This guy's, you know, out of Chicago. He's probably never heard the word hyphy. Uh, plus, the best treatment options are always ones that dentists and a patient decide on together. A clear head is essential for that. Now, I'm not sure if that the, the dentist is upset that you didn't ask him before you did cannabis. It's right. for your periodontal disease or. Oh, but they got, they got more uh, uh, sage advice because it says the uh, active ingredient in marijuana uh, THC makes you hungry, and people don't always make healthy food choices under its influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck off. Right, and uh, this is the same doctor, Doctor Courtly or Cordy, uh, Q U A R T E Y. So Cordy uh, said, medically speaking, munchies are real. <laughs> so fucking dumb. I mean, it's kind of a pointless article. Of blah blah blahs. But the only thing that really obsesses is like people are being denied care. Right, like people are naturally doing cannabis in America. Like, it's just a thing. It's not a, like alcohol or cigarettes. I wonder if people do not care for smoking, right? Like, like smelling like cigarettes. Like, what level are we going to judge someone's lively, you know, income? Because it's all, again, personal responsibility. Being like, you made this choice. Do you want the anesthesia and go through the root canal uh, 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 awake? Or do you want to be put under? I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I think that's what it was. I think Dr. Cordy was just kind of upset that doctors have kind of gotten left out of the conversation about cannabis. If we ask, it's because we're here to help you keep you in the best health we can, Dr. Cordy says. If you use it medicinally, we can work with your prescribing physician as part of your personal health care team. You see, that's what it is. Dentists want to be doctors, and they're very <laughs> upset that you have not seen them lately. Have you been flossing? It's good for your heart. Hmm. But that's the thing, though. I mean, honestly, though, uh, for like, I guess the transplants and shit like that, because anesthesia is still not a, an exact science, right? Like you're trying to gauge someone's pulse and all the things going on. And 
maybe it's an anxiety thing going like there's one more thing to think about but then again if that's a person's existence right like as a cannabis consumer um if i was supposed to be like out of it out of my system uh it'll take me like a, a being a little chunky monkey and as much as i smoke it'll take a couple months it'll take a month or two like like my my my, my youngest is going to be going into military and uh, uh they've i like look just quit now quit now and 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 don't have that rigor more of like bullshit because it's just more paperwork in the end and you know you just want to get it over but two weeks you got it out of the system done you know so uh, two weeks to get out of the system yeah for that guy for someone who's skinny and and, and a healthy uh, uh a body uh but uh yeah uh so did you hear about uh october oregon's prices for october no that's that's uh should we do um well you want to do amx I wanted to do name that strain. I don't think we've done name that strain yet. Oh, yeah. No, we have not. Let me just make sure the strain's on up there, and I think it is. Oh, yeah. There we go. Wait. Wait. Is that the name that strain? Because the name that strain that I'm seeing here is completely different than the name that strain that's been loaded up there. Uh, And and so this is the strain that we have in the loader. But the strain in the loader has a different name than the strain that's in the um, show notes. Oh, yeah, it does. Shit. Yeah. Somebody was smoking weed. Somebody was smoking weed when they wrote the show notes. <laughs> like, I don't know what to believe no more. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, somebody sent me this video uh, uh, for drug policy. Uh, okay. One pretty and good we, video. Uh, the, we now know that this this is the name that strain. So okay, let's, uh, let's play that name that strain. You it. It's, it's, it's named, the strain's name is not what the strain, the picture's name is. It's time to guess a strain of cannabis based on look alone, because as much as YouTube would like, they have not mastered smell-o-vision. Uh, and that's okay, but uh, it would be better if this channel would be way better, because cannabis smells good. And I'm sure this one does, yeah. too. Uh, it has a fruit in its name. That is the hint on this one. Uh, one of the words on this is a fruit. Okay. Yep. It's very uh, uh, orange. I love how the oh. hues and... Uh, yep, hand trim, perhaps. Oh, I'd say so. I, I mean, look, you can see like the sugar leaves or uh, some of the you can underneath the bract on the left side, you can kind of see a tiny little bit of leaf, but it's been trimmed all the way up there really nice into the bud. So it has been well trimmed. Is anybody getting that? Oh, come on. Oh, that one's a pretty close one. But no, it is not the mangoes. It's also not dragon fruit. Uh, this one's kind of close. That is actually Ooh. really, really close because the word orange is in there. But uh, I don't believe that it is Agent Orange, but the word orange is in there. What if it's an ancestor? And then Liam has just an orange bud, so that might also it's so getting close. dangerously close. And that might be one of the reasons why I think, uh, I think we can give that to him. I think it is orange bud, uh, kind of, because let's go ahead and share... According to Leafly, this is called California Orange, a.k.a. Cali Orange, a.k.a. Um, orange Bud is one of their COB, Californian Orange, mm. Cali-O, Cali Orange Bud. This is an old school hybrid ma- marijuana strain. goes mm. all the way back to at least 1980, and therefore that's 
a lot of mystery around it. More nicknames for California Orange include Calio, Cali Orange, uh, COB. It's available from Dutch Passion as California Orange in feminized seed form. And so Dutch Passion, I'm assuming that's coming out of the Dutch. Amsterdam. Mm. There's so many strains out there. 50-50 hmm? hybrid. And so it's uh, sativa crossed with an indica. Neat. I never even heard of it, but there's so many strains out there. Do you, do you think, um, <clears throat> I heard somebody, uh, like a conversation, I don't, I don't know if it was last week or somebody else, but talking about legalization that perhaps the strains will not be in variety as they are now, right? Like uh, with a regulated market, it's not like you get a variety of tobacco seeds out there. Well, um, no, I think the genetics will be safe, but the, the genetics are just, it's like flavor profiles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like I went to an apple orchard this year and there was new apples. Uh, and so that's kind of cool. Like they, they're, they're crossing Honeycrisp with things mm. now. Nice. And it'll just continue. And so that's, that, that's not any different than anything else. And so I think it'll be more flavor based. And, and so strains like this or several other ones, I think those are always going to kind of be there. But then, um, you know, there, there even has to be like variation when you go back to land races. And so like just yeah. because we go to that one Hindu Kush area or wherever it is in Kyrgyzstan, like the Hue Valley or something like that there where they have a lot and you pick each one of those uh, plants, there still has to be differences between them, you know? Yeah, and I, and I guess like a, a business is always going to try and create the new new you know flavor, right? Like they're already trying to create the new flavor. Dorito or whatever it is, you know, I imagine there's probably some farming experiments because they're going to try and meet a consumer demand for a certain terpene mercing or whatever it is that they're, you know, is the thing right right now. It's just highest THC. That's all people know. Yeah. You know? I mean, I got the silliest, uh, uh, not this one per se, but, uh, and that's the thing too. Like it, it's a shame. I think growers will do themselves a disservice if they use shitty lab testing because, uh, there's this one grow that we have out here that the good flower, but it was 47% said on, on, on well, uh, that was that lawsuit from last week that we reported on from California where uh, a cannabis operator got sued for uh, false advertising for saying that it tested at 40% and they had it tested and it was actually like 25%, you know? Yeah. No, it just, you know, I think if you think you're trying to seek the highest numbers, the consumer still is going to be about like flavor and the, the high and experience, you know, it's, it's it comes down to your name, you know, as long as we're regionalized the way we are, you know, you don't have a chance to experience my Washington state brands and I don't have a chance to experience your uh, overpriced Illinois brands. Well, and then they, they, they take the same stock and they cross it all up and then they name it whatever they want. And then you, you don't get the opportunity to have the, because when it was illegal, it, you still had like an interstate market. So everybody yeah. would still be wanting that Northern Lights number one, or can, like, and so because of that, you'd be able to access it. And so, to a certain extent, now that uh, hemp seeds are, hemp, I'm sorry, <laughs> all seeds are hemp because all seeds are hemp. That can just really make it more accessible for your average person to be able to get any strain that they want. And then, if they have the patience to wait about six months, they'll be able to have. Uh, that strain and then if they can clone they'll be able to have that strain whenever they want to go to it you know well i think it's a lot of people's understanding of the plant too it's a, it's a one-shot deal sometimes like the the quality of the, the experience that you just had uh you know all the things went right when it came to that one plant and now you're gonna have to wait again either six months if someone can or three months whatever time it takes them to grow it 
uh, the from the clones, mm-hmm. or you know, if somebody else creates something like that, and then even then, that second round might not be the same terpene profile because maybe they the water changed or uh, pH balance or you know, any it's an agricultural product can change. You know, we don't really notice when corn goes bad, but I think with cannabis, you would like. Hmm, this one's a little different than that one that I just uh, corn is not corn doesn't have that many volatile terpenes. And so like the terpene profile in cannabis is important. The terpene profile in corn isn't the moisture content in corn, especially the number two yellow corn. That's the commodity corn. Hmm. That's very important. They, they create the genetics on that plant so that it dries itself to a certain extent while it's before it's harvested. And you see the stalks get all uh, yellow. Um, yeah, it's farm country that I live in. And so now we have like the big hay, hay bales that, that arise after they've plowed up the, the corn, then all those stalks, they can like bale them up. So it kind of looks nice. It looks like a Van Gogh to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Monet. I'm not sure who did the hay bales. I think it was Van Gogh. I could be wrong though. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you off my head. Uh, I'm going to take a break. Uh, take a break. We can. Do you have any more stories? You still have a story from Oregon? Uh, well, no. I uh, did. I I thought I already shared it. Did I not share it? Let me see. Let's well, see. let's uh, hit a bumper. We'll do talk to the audience. There we go. Oh, yeah. Hey, audience. It's me, Cannabis Industry Lawyer Tom Howard. You can find me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And uh, it's an online repository for uh, any cannabis questions that you have regarding the legal cannabis use. I'm thinking about doing one about, uh, cause I've never done like cannabis DUI lawyer to try to rank for that. Um, mm. even though I have a fairly powerful cannabis web lawyer website, yeah. I'm thinking about uh, doing one on those because now it's interesting. And it also has to do with hemp. The metabolites that they test for, uh, are not THC Delta nine. And so when the statute is written stupidly by people that don't know what they're talking about, uh, these types of things happen. And so like they have found the presence of the metabolite, but not Delta nine. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> the amount of quibbling that's happening with uh, criminal defense lawyers since the farm bill made uh, everything besides like Delta nine THC hemp uh, is vast. Uh, it's a good time for uh, criminal lawyers that are challenging cannabis DUIs. So with that being said, are people still like, you know that during that time of defense, are you behind bars? Or are you free? You know what I mean. Uh, usually free, uh, unless you, you may be locked up. But there's there's it depends. It depends on the extenuating circumstances, how much you were caught with, like if mm. you were able to make bail, all those types of things. But again, uh, I can set up your corporation and like tell you how much a share of stock is worth and advise you regarding various options that you can use to capitalize your business and operate it in like contracts and shit. I've never ever done divorces. I've never done workers comp. I've never done uh, personal injury. I've never done criminal defense. So I, I don't get in that area of law. In theory, yeah. could I? Sure. But, but I don't want it. But we just, just throwing out there is like a, a, a possible defense. You know, you're trying to just be that like, you know, if I was coming to, you know, with, uh, you know, like this is my argument in court, right? Like, right. Because what yeah. they have to prove, they can't. So you're kind of bringing it down to a molecular level, though, at that point, right? Yep. Yep. You're, but then at the same reason, it's you are enforcing the law. And the law says Delta 9. The law doesn't say Delta 8. The law doesn't say Delta 10. The law doesn't say uh, carboxy. The de- law doesn't say you know HHC. The law doesn't say all these other cannabinoids. They just say 
Delta 9 THC. It doesn't even say THCA. It should. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think uh, a new definition is in the offing for hemp that's going to try to avoid a lot of these issues that have been caused. But we'll see. I mean, that's what it comes down to is like how we define this this plant in in in, in it alters lives and in, 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 in production, right? I would love to uh, have hemp gas or, uh, you know, hemp, you know, plastics. You know, you know, there's a recent report that recycling is not really the recycling you think it is, right? Half the plastics being tossed out there is not really being used. It's still floating in the ocean out there somewhere. So, like, biodegradable plastic that's doable would be amazing for, you know, the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like there's all that many questions, and that's fine because we have garbage. been talking for quite a bit more than an hour. Uh, you know, we've gone through all of the stories of the week. The big one, of course, it, well, there's one question that just came in. We'll probably hit that up. But the big story of the week, again, there is a federal marijuana commission that's coming uh, to the Hill. It's now in both houses, and this is the one in the Senate. Uh, that John Hickenlooper announced. And that, of course, is an acronym like they all are. This one is preparing regulators effectively for a post-prohibition adult use regulated environment act, the Prepare Act, and that would direct the attorney general to create a commission charged with making recommendations on a regulatory system for marijuana that models what's currently in place with alcohol. And the question that came in, where was that? Hmm. Also vote. For the love of God, just vote. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tuesday, don't forget to vote. Somebody had a question, and now I can't find it. And then other people kept the, the, the chat, you know. Yeah, no, chat moves, man. It right, does. Uh, but, yeah, you know. Old Palmer, yeah. When do you guys think cannabis will be rescheduled, and what would mm. change each tier? And what would each tier change? All right. Uh, I think it's going to be rescheduled in 2024 to, to schedule three before the next election. Um, and we'll see on that because schedule three would make, uh, the best of the world for those that already have a cannabis license, like Diddy Combs, like we talked about and Cresco and that just bought Columbia care. That's what they want because then it's still extremely regulated in the sense that their little monopolies they have in state are going to be much more difficult to upset. But uh, you can then also get banking, but you can then uh, not have the double tax that happens with uh, the IRC 280E because that only applies to the first two schedules. So if you drop it Mm. to schedule three, it'll be a lot easier for people to get, but still uh, not the hemp thing that happened where now it's just because like if I had a cannabis license. that I won for myself as opposed for like other people, uh, I would then, should I just start the seed company now? Start the seed company and start selling those directly online. Or would the regulator say, hey, what are you doing? We're going to have to take your cannabis license. I don't know. I think you're right though, 100% as far as like, uh, it'll it'll still be on a schedule. Like ideally, I think, you know, take it off and do it like Uruguay, you know, like, you know, legalization for the people and, and, and you know, not mandate these things. But it's very most American, like it's got to protect the the investors, the people already involved, the stakeholder bullshit. Like, 
Uh, you know, and in the fact that Biden even like issued that mandate, I really do think it could happen. Like you said, definitely before uh, you know the election, but also depending on the, the turnout for this midterm, right? That could still everything, or it could actually, you know, happen like right away. You know, we don't know. We got uh, two days, three days to find out what what the market's gonna be like. And somebody else asked, uh, does Schedule Three allow interstate commerce? Yeah. Uh, it would, but then like you kind of have interstate commerce right now in the sense that uh, the dormant commerce clause is at play. Uh, the C- Controlled Substances Act is regulating interstate commerce. The, sh- the current interstate commerce for cannabis is there ain't none. All of it's prohibited. It won't have that anymore. And then in theory, you could have some federal regulations uh, on the substance, but uh, it would be in Schedule 3. And then just like Marinol, so a, a doctor in theory could prescribe it. And then would all weed be medical weed? Would all the states then have uh, medical cannabis? We're going to have a video on Tuesday that we go over all the states where it's totally legal, medical legal, CBD legal, and illegal. Uh, and so tune in on Tuesday for that. But uh, yeah, there would be interstate commerce. However, that doesn't mean what you might think. Uh, it means that if you are selling it in that state, you usually still need to have a license. And all the regulations in that state say all stuff that's sold there has to be grown by a licensed, uh, li- you know, a license holder in that state. So you really won't see a lot of interstate commerce. Like right now, I can't go to the store and buy a Rainier beer. Miggy can't well, because he lives in Seattle. Wouldn't you see interstate commerce, though, like um... – and, and, and again, it's about the state rewriting the rules, right? Like if the state does say, because just like with people being uh, non-residents in the state getting involved financially, you're going to have this, the lawsuits, like you said, right? The dormant clause mm-hmm. asking the states to rewrite the rules to say, um, I'm, you know, interstate is, uh, you know, allowable. Because I really do see, because right now Oregon's taking a hit in production. You know, the article we're gonna, I was going to talk about that I closed out earlier, uh-huh. but Nevada always has not enough. You know, this tourist mecca, you know, needs Oregon's weed. And that would be such an influx of cash to Oregon as well. So, right. Uh, Market would stabilize. You're yeah. going to have people that want to uh, export their stuff. But that's going to, you're going to need it to be more like hemp then, not a Schedule 3 substance. The Schedule 3 substance is still going to be fairly tightly controlled and regulated. I just don't know then. If all states would then have cannabis be legal, but you know, but like, it, again, tightly it, controlled. I mean, you're, you're what just lab testing? I mean, that's what really. And then, you know, before and after lab testing for a plant. I mean, what, how, I mean, everybody's gonna have to have a gun and, and, and lock a key because we're already over the top when it comes to like. Uh, I mean, it's kind of is isn't because, like I said last week, we've seen a rash of robberies here in Washington and pot shops because they're eyeballed as easy targets from I mm-hmm. think kids. Or dumbasses, you know, but uh, eventually that would, you know, settle out and you won't have that threat, right? I would think, but uh, but what is overregulation? You know, it's overtaxed. It's already done that. You know, half the bad stuff's already happening. Mm-hmm. Half the stuff is already happening, and there might be some more bad stuff that happens on Tuesday, but it might be good, oh, at least for cannabis. We're going to find out, uh, and then we'll we'll do our show on Sunday. Uh, and go over the states and what those state regulations look like. Five states. Or, yeah, those five states. Hopefully we have five wins, but we'll see. I know that uh, it looks like the Democrats may lose on Tuesday. Some may win. 
some may lose, but hopefully weed wins out. At least four out of five states agree and they legalize yeah. it, but we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And remember, if you are considering becoming a member, uh, we'll put you in the credits. We have to go ahead and update our credits, but uh, where are they? There they are. End credits with end screen. See Thanks you next time. Yeah.